You are listening to Redefining Anxiety with Jennifer Aldersley. There are a lot of people with anxiety that don't feel like they are getting support from their family, friends, workplace, partners when it comes to their anxiety. And there are a lot of people who feel really alone and isolated because of it. And so I wanted to talk today about talking to other people about your anxiety. Even though we've come a long way in the past 15 years, talking about things like anxiety and depression, there still can be a real stigma around it. There is so much misinformation still about anxiety and what anxiety is, and in particular, the difference between anxiety and anxiety disorders. And if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me talking about this before, that some of this misconception comes down to the fact that everybody experiences some anxiety. But those of us that have had or have anxiety disorders know there's a big difference between feeling nervous about something and living with debilitating anxiety. But because there is this crossover that everybody has experienced, a lot of times people that have never had an anxiety disorder think that anxiety is very similar to the nerves that they feel. And I've heard this from many of my clients and I had a personal experience with it with some of the people in my life that they don't understand why if they can push through those nerves, why can't we push through our anxiety? And I think this is perpetuated in sort of the self-help world where you get a lot of information and books and courses and, you know, teachings about pushing past your fear, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, right? There's a lot of push talk, right? Just feel it and do it. And while that might be possible for somebody with occasional nerves and situational anxiety, somebody who has a debilitating anxiety disorder certainly can't just push through it, right? There's a lot more going on. But I think because there is such a big misunderstanding still about what anxiety is, that that just adds to the embarrassment and shame and guilt and loneliness that some of us feel when we are experiencing it. Why can't I just push past it, right? And there also is this misunderstanding about what is really behind our anxiety and that there are very physical things going on in the body that are contributing to it. There's so much focus on the cognitive aspect of anxiety, which of course is important, But when a person feels genuinely unwell and is dealing with dozens of symptoms that feel like they're coming out of nowhere and they are constantly being told by a medical system that everything is fine and they just have anxiety, I'm sure you can see how so many people feel like it's something wrong with them. One of my favorite things when I start working with someone and they come into our our larger group program is when they start to realize how many people feel and think the same way they do, that they aren't crazy, that there isn't something wrong with them, and that this isn't something that they've just made up in their heads. 
sometimes just learning that there is something physical going on too. And if you know me, I talk about the roots of anxiety, right? Nervous system dysregulation, a reactive stress response, neuroinflammation, distorted thinking. And then of course, everybody brings their own health history to the table as well. And things like hormonal issues, POTS, um, chronic viral infections, um, gut issues can also contribute to your anxiety as well. So there are very real physical things going on in the body with anxiety as well. And that reframe can make such a difference in what people think about themselves. And it can be really helpful to explain to our loved ones too. So if you feel like you're not getting support from the people around you, or maybe the people around you don't even really know about your anxiety because you've been embarrassed to talk about it, this episode is really for you. So the first thing I want to talk about is how exhausting it is to pretend that you don't have anxiety. And I did this for a long time too, particularly when it came to agoraphobia. You know, I was somebody who was quite social and never had any issues going anywhere. And then very quickly when I started to develop panic attacks, I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to go out for dinner. I didn't want to go to restaurants. I didn't want to go to the mall. I didn't want to go shopping. I didn't want to go to movies because of course I was so afraid of having a panic attack in any of those situations. And so I stayed home a lot. And when I did end up going out, so much of my energy went into trying to mask any anxiety symptoms that I had and put on this face that I was totally fine and calm and not dealing with any anxiety. In fact, so much of my anxiety was actually about trying to look like I didn't have anxiety, trying to look like I was okay in a situation when I wasn't. And I was in a lot of social situations where I was feeling really anxious. And one thing I learned was that most people have no idea that you're experiencing anxiety. You can feel on the inside like your whole body is screaming and people don't know. And for me, there was a real turning point when I just started talking to people about my anxiety. And I remember the first time that I did it, I was going to a training workshop. There was going to be a smaller group of ladies, but people that I didn't know or I had only met online and I was feeling really anxious about it because I had to spend two whole days with these people. And at that point, I certainly hadn't gone two days without anxiety. Um, Being around that many people for that long of time was going to be really, really exhausting to try to mask. And so I just decided that I was going to tell people that I had anxiety to take some of the pressure off. And so at the beginning of the workshop, we had to go around and introduce ourselves, which (laughs) hands up, we all hate that, right? (laughs) That made me anxious enough. But I introduced myself, I talked about what I was excited to learn, and I said, and I do have an anxiety disorder. And sometimes this kind of setting can be really overwhelming for me. And so if I have to get up and go to the bathroom or go to another room, and I'm gone for a few minutes, there's nothing to worry about, I just need to calm myself down. And then I made some kind of joke, because that was how I used to deal with things back then. And of course, everybody was really lovely and non-judgmental. And when we took our first break, I had two people reach out to me and say, hey, you know what? I have anxiety too. I know exactly what you're talking about. This is challenging for me too. And that was really surprising to me because they were people who I never would have suspected had anxiety. And that sort of reinforced the idea of, oh, people really don't know that I have anxiety either. And it also felt really good to 
open up that dialogue and have someone else feel more comfortable because of what I shared. And so I started doing it more. And let me tell you, when you start talking to people about your anxiety and just being open and sharing that, yes, I do have an anxiety disorder. Yes, I am dealing with this right now. Yes, this is a high time of anxiety for me. You are not going to believe how many people in your life have anxiety too and who have also felt that embarrassment or shame. And you being vulnerable and sharing that with them just helps alleviate a little bit off of them too. And of course, lifts the pressure off of yourself to not have to appear like you're okay, to not have to act like you're perfect or you're calm or make eye contact with somebody if you don't feel like you have the capacity for that now. To excuse yourself to go to the bathroom or to go into another room to take five minutes to calm yourself down. And giving yourself that permission takes away the part of your anxiety that was worried about what other people are going to think and about having to keep up the appearance of being okay. Even if the people that you talk to don't have anxiety, guaranteed someone in their immediate life does have anxiety. Remember, the numbers are one in four now. And that's not one in four that has anxiety. That's one in four that has a diagnosed anxiety disorder. And there are plenty of people who never get an official diagnosis. So, so many people in your life are going to experience this at some point. I just wish we were more open about it with each other. And it's coming. It has changed a lot in the past few years. The next thing I encourage you to do is to really help educate the people in your immediate circle about anxiety. This might be a parent or a partner or roommate, but in particular, if you feel like there's someone in your immediate circle that you would really like to get more support from, give them the opportunity to learn about anxiety. And now this is something that we want to do preemptively. So many people's actual experience with family, partners, and anxiety is they're having a panic attack, that support person doesn't know what to do, they start throwing out random advice, trying to fix, right? Trying to help. Oh, just take a deep breath. You're fine. Nothing's wrong. That really hurts the person who is having the panic attack and repeat, right? And so we want to start the education process out of that cycle and encourage those people to really learn about anxiety. And now we don't want to send them to Google, <laughs> right? But you are very welcome to send them to my website. Both of you can download the Holistic Anxiety Solution video series. Watch that part together, particularly where we go over those roots and really explain what nervous system dysregulation is, what a reactive stress response is, what neuroinflammation is. So they can learn that there is something very real going on in the body, that this isn't something that's just in your head and something that you just push through. Now, once there is a basic understanding about what anxiety is, if this is somebody who is a support person to you, it's important to come up with a support plan, an action plan that you can use when you're feeling high levels of anxiety or you're having a panic attack. Now, again, we want to create this plan when you're feeling good, because when you're panicking, that thinking part of the brain isn't on. And so we won't have the capacity to ask for what we want. And very often the parent, partner, or friend goes into fix it mode because they don't know what to do. So taking 15 minutes, sitting down when you're feeling calm 
and creating a support plan with them can be really helpful. First of all, identifying when you're experiencing high levels of anxiety or panic, what you would like from the other partner. When you feel anxious, do you prefer that people are around you or do you like to be left alone? And if you do prefer to deal with anxiety alone, would you prefer that your partner is in the room with you, keeping you company, or would you like them in a whole other room? And if you do, make sure that they know that ahead of time. Because again, people that love you and care about you don't want to see you in distress. And so they're going to be there trying to help, trying to come up with some kind of solution, trying to fix you. And if that's not what you need, letting them know that ahead of time is just going to be so much easier for the relationship. Now, if you're somebody who likes to have someone there with you when you're experiencing high levels of anxiety or panic, what level of engagement would you like from that other person? Again, would you like them to just be in the room, maybe on their phone, reading a book, and would find comfort in that? Or would you like them to be beside you, keeping you company, maybe rubbing your back or rubbing an arm? Or would you like them to be completely engaged with you? To help you be able to identify what state you're in, ask you some questions, do some exercises with you, practice some co-regulation skills with you. So really take some time and figure out what you would like and then sit down and talk to that parent partner or friend and see if they're willing to create that plan with you. I hope this has given you a few ideas on how to talk to the people in your life about your anxiety. If you have any questions, feel free to email me anytime at jen at holistichope.ca. And if you're on Facebook and want to join our free Facebook group, you can search Holistic Hope Anxiety Community. And that's where we post any kind of podcast. There's some free training videos, some free meditations, some free somatic exercises in there too. And as I mentioned, you can go to my website, holistichope.ca and take the Holistic Anxiety Solution free training and then let reach out if you have any questions about it. I hope you have a good rest of your week and we will talk to you soon.